Welcome back to the Redfern Book Review. I am your host, Amy Mayer, and today I'm very excited to be joined by bookstagrammer Danielle Peters, uh, better known as D. Bibliophilia, and she has um, a great Instagram account. In fact, when I first started this a year and a half ago, this podcast, she was one of the people I kind of looked to to see what she was up to and looked for book recommendations. And we recently had the chance to meet in person. She lives not too far. Well, kind of far, about an hour away from me. And um, we came up with this podcast. And so today we're going to talk about um, her favorite genre, which is thrillers. So I wanted to say hello, Danielle. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. And um, if you sound, if it sounds like she's being a little bit quiet now, I think your, your kids, um, your, your husband's trying to help you put your kids down. Is that right? (laughs) It's like, prime nap time. So I asked him if he could put them down and I can sneak away and talk all things thriller. Yeah. Um, okay. So th- before we start to talk about the books, I want to talk a bit about what you do and um, you do, well, we both are into books and talk about them, but you use a completely different medium. I do use social media, but that's just really um, kind of an extra for me. And that's really your kind of your main space. So tell everyone about your bookstagram account. So I started my bookstagram account around the time that that term actually came to be. Um, I had just started an Instagram because I wanted to share my book recommendations with my friends. I could post a creative photo, a little blurb about it, and then people could scroll back, save them if they needed them, and then be able to find them to go and purchase them. And I ended up having a publisher reach out to me and he said, I think that you would really like this book called The River at Night. Would you be open to us sending it to you? Um, In return, could you post a little blurb about it and a photo? So I had said, oh my gosh, of course, that's amazing. So he sent the book and and from there it grew. And so now I have a great following, uh, really consistent people who message me all the time who love the book recommendations that I give. And so it's kind of become this creative project for me where I can do a little bit of photography. I can dabble in some digital media, which I did in my undergrad. And then I also get to share all of the books that I'm reading and reviewing. And I read that you have a goal this year to read your height in books. Yes, I'm five, nine and a half. So and I was going to say, you're not short. We're, the, we're, we're about the same height. And yeah. what? Okay. How, how it's was that a big goal. This is something that I actually wanted to do about 10 years ago. And my sister and I recently were talking about our New Year's resolutions. And she had said to me, my New Year's resolution this year is to read my height in books. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'll give you as many as I can. And I had said, you know what? I actually wanted to do this. I think I'm going to do it as well. So last year, I think I read 75 books. So right now I'm eight books ahead of schedule. So I'm doing pretty good. It might be hard towards the end of the year, but yeah, that is my goal. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so why don't we talk about, okay. So we're going to talk about two thrillers and they're both by Alice Feeney, who's a yes. very commercial author that if, you know, if any of you happen to go away on spring break, chances are if you were sitting on a beach somewhere or, um, by the pool, you saw someone with this book in front of their nose. Oh, yeah. um, but what is it when you 
you love thrillers, but what is it you look for specifically in a thriller before you decide to pick it up? So I'm always looking for obviously a good thrill. I prefer psychological thrillers because I like the puzzle that they have within them and the possibility that I will be able to solve it. Um, My first thing I usually do is I check Goodreads, which is where I can see how other people are reviewing them. And right away, I can kind of see, okay, my friends have read this or some bookstagram friends have read this and really liked it. So then it'll go really high at the top of my TBR list. Um, It also has to have those awesome twists and a great ending. So for example, Jennifer Hillier, she's one of my go-to authors. I'll read anything by her. Karen Slaughter, I mean, obviously Alice Feeney, she's one of my absolute faves, but those are the type of thrillers that I like. Um, do, what do you think about the, um, the blurbs on the back of the book? I frankly don't always find them. I mean, they're always going to be great. So I don't, yes. really, I don't feel like I can rely on those. No, I stopped reading those a really long time ago because they all say the same thing, like riveting, unputdownable. And I'm like, I just read five minutes of this and I'm absolutely putting this down. So I don't read those. (laughs) Um, I prefer to read from people who are not being paid to read them. I want to read what somebody who has just genuinely picked this up, has read it and has given like an honest review of it. That's more important to me. Okay. So, um, well, why don't we talk about her books and you've picked two Yeah, and the first one is rock, paper, scissors. And that's out. When did that come out? That's brand new. Yeah. That just came out last year in September. Okay. And that was a five-star read for me. I could not put it down. I immediately messaged my girlfriends in our book group and I just said, Oh my gosh, everyone needs to pre-order this book. We are reading this one. Um, so one of the ladies at Raincoast Books, which is actually a local book company, um, they're the ones that sent it to me. They knew I was a huge fan and they said, we've got an advanced copy of this. Would you like it? And I said, oh my gosh, like caps locked. Yes, I would love this. And so she goes, yeah, I kind of figured. So she sent that off to me and it is incredible. Okay. So why don't you tell everybody, give everybody sort of the Coles Notes version or the, um, what's it, what's it about? Okay, so it's about a couple, um, Mr. and Mrs. Wright, and they've been together for a very long time, but she happens to win this weekend away in Scotland. It's very isolated, and she thinks that this is just what her marriage needs, so her and her husband end up going there. He is a self-confessed workaholic um, and a screenwriter, and the really interesting thing about the story is that he has faced blindness his whole life, so he can't recognize friends or family or even his own wife. So this couple okay, back, back this up. What is face blindness? Because I okay. think my husband has it. <laughs> um, okay, it is wild. I had never heard of this before, and I thought, oh my gosh, Alcini, where did you even come up with this? But this is a real thing, and she actually knows somebody that has this. I heard this in a podcast. So he cannot recognize anybody. So it's like coming home from work, and you're hoping that the person in your living room is your wife. Like insane. So that is a huge part of the book because you, he doesn't recognize anybody. He can't tell you who he saw the night before. He doesn't know if it's his wife. So that's a big, big twist kind of in the book, but it's, it's mentioned right at the beginning. Okay. Okay. So go ahead, go on. So they're on this. Yeah. So they're on this trip and the big thing is one of them is lying and someone doesn't want them to leave living happily ever after. So yeah, it's, it's a really good one. 
Um, it has all the Agatha Christie feels, you know, they're isolated. It's this like closed house and they kind of need to solve the mystery and figure out what is going on. There's like 10 years of marriage within them, 10 years of secrets. And it's this crazy anniversary that will change everything. So I um, recently read, uh, I did a podcast on uh, two Agatha Christie books. One, the, um, the Mystery of Mrs. Christie, when she disappeared, which yes, we so cool. about in real life. But then I went back and read um, The Mysterious Affair at Styles, which was her very, first, actually I hadn't read it before, and it was her very first. And so what I wanted to say or ask you um, it was her first, so I, it, you know, it was very good, but the, the mystery was impossible. The, what it really showed was how smart Hercule Poirot was. And mm-hmm. you're like, when you found out all the little bits, you were like, oh, that is amazing. But I don't think the average person had any hope of right. possibly just, you know, it would be like the, the bottle was turned to the left and that meant the person was from Manchester or, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. So- oh, yeah unbelievably you're not going to make connect the dots yeah and so see th- I find that like the reason Alice Feeney is so successful at her craft is because she leaves those breadcrumbs and if you're really paying attention like you have the ability to solve the puzzle and regardless I always think I'm going to end up solving it and I am just blindsided by the ending and I have to flip back and it is like a week of me thinking oh my gosh like I totally forgot about this or oh that makes sense now and then when we get to book club it's really interesting to hear the other interpretations of what was happening. And what I really like about her books is that at the very end, sometimes they are open to interpretation. Like none of our book club can agree on Sometimes I Lie, which was her very first international bestseller. Nobody agrees on the ending and it is just that good of a twist. So you're telling me that the ending can be read multiple ways and that In her very first book, Sometimes I Lie, there's a few things that are revealed at the very end, and it just kind of leaves this ambiguous ending that has been debated on Goodreads. There are threads and threads and threads of this where people are like, no, but this means this or this means that. And so what I really like about Alice Feeney's book is that, you know, the ending has that awesome twist that makes a successful psychological thriller. Okay, so let's talk about that one. That's her her first book. uh, um Yes. So tell, tell us a little bit about uh, Sometimes I Lie. So Sometimes I Lie um, is a really unique book. The blurb about it is literally three sentences. It's super short. It says that there's a character named Amber Reynolds, and there's three things that you should know about her. She's in a coma. Um, her husband doesn't love her anymore, and that sometimes she lies. And I don't want to give too much away with this one because the major theme that runs throughout it is that whole unreliable narrator. But it kind of looks at, you know, the issues of toxic female friendships and power imbalances. And it's written with a child's diary. So you don't know who is writing the diary, but those pieces kind of connect to help Amber figure out, like, why is she in a coma? What happened and who is kind of after her? Okay. And why do you think that particular, why do you think it was such a popular novel like what was so compelling about it is just it's just like a crazy roller coaster ride like the entire time and this is the thing with Alice Feeney is that each chapter ends with a cliffhanger so you literally can't stop reading like you finish it and you're like oh my gosh I have to keep going so that's where she's also very successful 
but um, it kind of flips back and forth. And the thing with this book is that you really look into what motivates people or why people have turned out the way they are. And that's like a big thing. I think when people read, because you're reading from the safety of your own home and you're like, I would never do that. How could that person put themselves in that situation? And she just has the skill of putting it together so seamlessly that yeah, it just works. They're really, really great books. Um, so when you told me about this book, it reminded me so much of another book that I, I, I haven't read either of those books, but it was, um, before I go to sleep and I, yes. forget, I forget the name of the author on that one. Oh, yeah. SJ Watson. Yeah. SJ Watson. And that book, if some of you have read it, it's about a woman, her name's Christine and she wakes up every morning in an unfamiliar bed with a man next to her who she doesn't know. And then she goes in the mirror and she sees herself and herself. I think she sees herself as much older than she believes Mm -hmm. that she is. And then every day, um, this man who's, I think he's, does he say he's her husband, but he leaves her notes every day. And, and then through this, she starts to piece together what's really happened and whether she should believe or not believe what he's telling her. And I just found that really, I found it good, but I don't know how much I liked psychological because I was totally freaked out. Like I, I'd rather when it's clever, but like I was scared. Okay. I like them scary, (laughs) um, scary and disturbing. Um, yeah, that one's very similar to sometimes I lie. I think that Alice Feeney's book does a better job of kind of getting you closer to that truth. Um, and it just does become more and more unbelievable but she ends up like piecing it all together and it's just this little light bulb moment where all those unreliable narrator um, diary entries and past and present, because Alice Feeney is able to have multiple points of view and multiple timelines and she's able to just fuse them, which not a lot of authors I find can do very successful, um, but she is able to do it. And I think that's why it was an international bestseller and, and it's now going to be adapted to the screen um, by Sarah Michelle Geller. So I've been looking forward to getting updates on that. Um, and so this brings to mind Gone Girl, because that to me is when that whole kind of genre came into play yeah. by Gillian Flynn, which I think just about all of you will have read. Um, I did love that book. And I remember yeah. when the first, the big twist or the first twist happens, you're like, no way. Like I really didn't see that coming. And, no. um, but now, now I think we, ex- we hope or think that, Oh yeah. It might be happening like that. But I remember just being completely, um, surprised by the, yeah. the twist. Um, I still remember where I was when I was reading gone girl and I was the same. I was so blown away by that twist. And I think that having that high expectation of twists like that, you kind of go into all these other books, hoping they're going to be at that level. And I will say that Alice Feeney's books are are at that level. Um, Like in our book club, like we've discussed so many books that sometimes I lie is like top five of all of us of favorite thrillers of all time. Um, And another person that is similar, which I'm seeing everywhere. And I want you to talk a little bit about her is Colleen Hoover. And you'll see her. And, you know, um, when you read a book, and the person isn't that well known, or even if the book is good, if the book is in uh, big letters and the author's name is small. But when you see a Colleen Hoover book, it's her name is, I think, bigger than the title. 
Yeah. So you know that she's kind of um, on to something. And, and w- tell us a little bit about her and how is she the same or different from Alice Feeney? So what's really interesting about her is that she's known as a romance author. And I don't oh. read a lot of romance. Yeah, it's not really my genre or my cup of tea. And so when I had started sharing um, some thrillers at the end of the year last year, I had so many people reach out to me saying, oh my gosh, you have to read Verity. And so I had looked it up and it was by Colleen Hoover. And I just thought, oh, no, thank you. Not into the romance. And they said, no, no, no. It's a standalone psychological thriller. It's her first one. And it's incredible. It has the most insane ending. Um, It's just like the other book I was telling you. It has that ambiguous ending that really you can't debate. And so I remember going for a walk. I downloaded the audiobook of it and I could not stop listening. I listened to it straight like the entire day. I was finding every excuse to go and listen to this book. I'm like, oh, I'll go clean the garage. Like I'll do the dishes. Um, it's incredible. And so that was her standalone. And then she has one more that has a similar kind of feel like that. And that one's called Layla. So that is one of the ones I also want to read, but Verity is very much like sometimes I lie in rock, paper, scissors in that it has that unreliable narrator. It has that themes of, um, you know, marriages that are kind of on the rocks and then that whole sense of justice. Okay. Um, and let me see if I have any other questions about that. Oh, so another thing I just wanted to ask you as we're sitting here talking and people ask me this all the time how do you incorporate reading into your daily life? Cause you are now, I think tomorrow you're going back to work. Is that tomorrow? Yes. I'm going on, on Monday. Yeah. I've been okay. off for a year on maternity. Um, so I, my book yeah. reading may change a little. Yeah. So how are you? Um, and people, it's funny because people say to me, they'll be like, Oh my God, it stresses me out how much you read. And so I was just curious. I'm sure you get that comment too. I get it all the time. And, and, and where uh, you, you want, you don't, that's the opposite of what you want to convey, but, um, no, yeah. how do you, how do you incorporate it into your life? So for me, what I kind of say to people, if they're like, how do you read a book or two books a week? I'm like, well, do you sit and watch TV from like eight to 11 PM every single night? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well it's three hours. And like, I can probably finish a book in like four to five hours. So when people hear that, they're like, oh, okay. So it's kind of where you choose to like invest your time. And me personally, I need to have no phones sometimes at night. I just need to like disengage and disconnect. And I have a bath every single night for an hour and I read. And that's just kind of my downtime, like unwinding from the day. I'm so busy with the kids at home. And it also gives my husband a chance to watch TV and catch up on sports. So I do read a lot in the evenings. And then I try to do a walk during the day and I'll have my AirPods in and I'll listen to an audiobook. And then when my kids are napping, that's often an hour that I'll read, like also a little bit of downtime. But in the evenings, if my husband's doing the, the night routine with the kids and putting them down and I'm cleaning the kitchen or doing dishes, like I'm listening to an audiobook. So it's kind of just kind of ebbs and flows throughout the day. Um, some days I am able to read more than others and on my commutes, which I'll be doing back to work, I'll be listening to a lot more audiobooks. So it sounds like audiobooks are really key to Oh yeah. And some people think that audiobooks don't count as reading, and that is not true. Um, I love audiobooks. They honestly changed my life because I used to hate doing things like the dishes and cleaning, but now I just put it in and I'm just in another world. And there's a huge group of people now that are listening to audiobooks because sometimes it's hard for people to sit down and focus on a book for an extended period of time. 
Yeah, I I still prefer reading um, the traditional way, but I I have to say I wouldn't, the way I read as much as I do now. So I read about a book a week. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, the way I do that is by audiobooks, which is what you said. Yeah. And then um, if I'm going on a dog walk or driving, although sometimes it can be when you're commuting and you're just listening to 10 minutes at a time, sometimes that's kind of a pain. Yeah. See, my my commute's a little bit longer. Mine's at least 30 minutes. So sometimes the book is so good. I'm like, oh, like I sit in the parking lot for a few more minutes here and drink my coffee. But yeah, if you're reading 10 minutes at a time, especially if you haven't really gotten into the book, you kind of lose focus and you can't remember which character's which. So same with physical reading. I always say you got to put at least 50 pages in to really connect the characters and connect the the storyline. But yeah. Um, So what are you reading right now? Oh my goodness. Okay. So last night I just finished Jennifer Hillier's newest book and it's called Things We Do in the Dark. It's out in July. I'm sorry. It's so far in advance, but it's incredible. It's five stars. Um, I'm also trying to finish uh, a book by... Um, oh my goodness, I can never remember the author's name. It's an it's a romance book called The Ark. Um, I'm not loving it. Uh, it was a bestseller, but not my favorite. So I've kind of been putting that one off. Um, yeah, those are the two I'm reading right now. And then I'll be starting the new one by Dolly Parton um, next week. Oh, what's that about? Um, it, it's about a country, I think a country singer. Sometimes I go into these books completely blind and oh, don't even read the synopsis. She's written a novel? She wrote a book with, I think it's James Patterson. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like okay. he always does those like duo ones. I think he did one with like Bill Clinton or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's her latest one. It's called like Run. Um, oh my goodness. What is it called? Run, Rose Run. That's right. Um, and it's like a, a book based in Nashville. And it's supposed to be really good. A lot of people are loving it. I just wanted to try to read something a little bit different, but it's one of those mystery ones. So it will probably be my cup of tea. I wanted to recommend, um, which I mentioned to you in the, in the vein of genre of thrillers, um, the ballerinas by Rachel Kapelke Dale. It's excellent. And you told me this, it fits into the whole, uh, psychological thriller, genre and I think you yeah well I got it from the library because I remember you said it and I was like oh my goodness this is sitting at home on my side table like I need to read it and then of course Simon Schuster sent me like a box of books and then I just disposed of all of those and started reading them and then I returned it to the library I got it out again I started it and then I forgot to finish it so it is on my list I will probably end up having to do the audiobook of it but yeah it has really great reviews it was good anyway Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And that was a lot of fun. And actually, now that you've, I, I don't, I'm going to find a thriller for my next book. I don't know how scary I can go, but I will. Um, because I find I like, you're probably, I like to alternate. Like I've just read kind of a um, more intense literary book called Still Life, yes. which is really good. But I need a break now. I need to have, I, need, I just want to yeah. be just turning well right yeah if you don't want something too scary I would recommend rock paper scissors because it is a really good marriage kind of break it all down book um yeah sometimes I lie is a lot scarier so if you're trying to avoid that I would go for her newest one okay thanks so much thank you so much for having me okay thanks bye okay bye thanks so much to Danielle for coming on the podcast 
And you can find out more about her on her Instagram account, which is at dbibliophilia. And one thing which we didn't really get into, she's an excellent photographer. So um, you can enjoy her artsy shots of the books and um, a few shots of herself as well. And you know what? And it just I just thought about this as I was recording it. I did say in the podcast that I don't like psychological thrillers, but I'm reminded of a thriller I read over the last year that I loved, and it's The Silent Patient by Michael, um, by Alex Michaelides. It's excellent, super scary, and I was very surprised by the ending. He has a new book out called The Maidens. I haven't read that, and I, I heard it's maybe not as good as the first one, or the the Silent Patient is just excellent. So check that out. Anyway, thanks so much for uh, listening today. And I encourage you to check out my website at redfernbookreview.com. And I have lots of links there. And um, you can find the show notes and also information on uh, the book box that I'm doing with Book Warehouse. You can check that out. Uh, so thanks again. And I will talk to you soon.